Okay, so let's jump right into it. Welcome to Shambles, where we muddy our way through podcasts as best we can. Today, I'm your host. I'm Ryan Beach, a junior at CCA. This is... Emily Thighs. <laughs> I'm a senior. I didn't finish the book, but you don't have to know that. <laughs> and this is our critically acclaimed philosopher for the day. Uh, I'm Arias Bell. I teach English at CCA. They call me Mr. Bell, though, for ease. Yes. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, so Animal Farm. Great book. Absolutely thrilling. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so, why was it banned? <clears throat> I mean, why do you think it? I mean, why might it have been banned? Um, I mean, clearly Animal Farm, right, has some pretty severe political, mm-hmm. um, what would you call them? I guess uh, uh, overarching themes. Themes, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, yeah, like, what are some of them? Um, I mean, depending on how you read it, it can be either pro-communism or anti-communism really okay because what well when i read it i see a lot of the anti-communism yeah uh, which orwell you know really explores in this book and then also um in some of his other works but like i can't really see the pro-communist like like is are there people who think it's pro-communism uh would assume so because of Napoleon and his kind of glorification you know what I mean yeah 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 so maybe in the middle pages right yeah like yeah. if you're like Emily and you read half of it exactly and then, yeah. <laughs> and then you set it down you might think okay things aren't going so so poorly they have control they're efficient at least and they're not you know oppressed mm-hmm. um, in air quotes um, well, and also I feel like communism, as like handling communism as a topic, it can be touchy for some people. So things about communism, even if it's not necessarily pro-communism and it's a little more complex like this book, um, I feel like people can take that as, oh, it's talking about communism, pro-communism, <laughs> even if they're not like just because they're not exploring that like the book a little bit more or that kind of thing and that's where our next book's gonna be Das Kapital <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of Karl Marx oh, yeah. Um, yeah I mean even saying the name Marx right like uh, you know it, it elicits so much well first of all it elicits so much political ideology yeah, but then it sure. also elicits a strong emotional response because of the Cold War yeah, and like USSR. For sure. um, so yeah, I, I get your point that even just having a book where communism is sort of an analog to the book makes people super uncomfortable, especially people who don't really know what the book is about to begin with. Or yeah. like right, exactly. Because, yeah, let's say you take like a Republican senator down in Texas or something 
and he reads this book and he's like oh my this is mentioning communism an awful lot i hope people don't become communists yeah and then they don't want the youth reading that and then i feel like also some of the like the depictions of the people um like in the beginning the um what's his name jones yeah mr jones yeah Yeah. so the farmer he's like he's an alcoholic and he's all like sad and whatever because he lost his money so i feel like that can also um be a reasoning as to why like they would want it banned because people aren't being portrayed like necessarily great yeah yeah and and there's some truth outside of this bell (laughs) there's some truth to that right like like yeah mr jones is taking care of them and stuff yeah and but Mm -hmm. at the same time he's this horrible person he's bad right yeah and so like how do you map that to the capitalist system, which of course stands in opposition of the communist system? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yeah, sometimes your boss is like a horrible human. Like a jerk, yeah, uh, for or, sure. Yeah, or sometimes it goes like even further to like this corporation. Like, yeah. you know, a corporation can also be kind of drunk and lazy mm-hmm. and neglectful, mm-hmm. right? And, and oftentimes they fail, I think, because no one wants to stay there. Yeah, right. Um, and so then you, you oftentimes you'll see you know, companies that take the uh, the alternate road seem to do to do a lot better. Right. Yeah, because on one hand you have communism where it's like, are your needs being met? Technically yes, but are the conditions good? No, not at all. And that's because of your government and their self greed, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 kind of like. Are you, I like the way you framed it with those couple of questions. Are your uh, are your needs met? Mm-hmm. Yes. Are the conditions good? Mm-hmm. It's like well, compared to what, right? right? Like good compared to what? To what they could be? Okay, maybe not as good as they could be. Right. Is that always the case? Is probably the next logical answer to make sure you don't fool yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe it's always the case, right? That your that you things are not as good as they could be. And then the alternate road of that is, you know, if you say no, things aren't as good as they could be. If you ask the question, whose fault is that? And then you come up with the answer, well, it's the people who are oppressing. It's that, yeah. you know, drunk, lazy old Mr. Jones. Uh-huh. Well, then you have a kind of a scary, you know, binary of haves and have-nots. Yeah. And then Ooh. those can, that can cascade into violence. And I think right. that will Portrays that pretty well. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a great book. I'm obsessed. (laughs) Yeah. No, I I have a question. Do you guys think that? Well, here let me frame it this way. So, Animal Farm came out was immensely popular, right? Because I mean, communism was a big deal. Yeah. Not very long Mm -hmm. ago, it still is, right? You still see a lot of neo-Marxist ideas kind of floating your way around. For sure. Um. (laughs) <laughs> but in in Animal Farm, I felt like I don't know. And when, when I taught it this year, um, it felt like the kids maybe didn't totally understand. And I feel like that's got to be a generational thing, for sure. Oh yeah. I feel I feel like um, especially with moving away, like so with these banned books and moving away from um, 
books that handle like difficult topics or maybe like topics where they're not necessarily following the values of like the school or whatever um I feel like turning away from that is also kind of leading into that because people aren't being exposed to different like these different things like briefly we learned about communism and like the cold war but it wasn't it wasn't like in depth it wasn't like what was it what like who were the people why were they doing this that kind of thing and it was more um they did this and this was bad yeah so i feel like because of that books like this aren't being understood because we don't know the background and the basis. Yeah, yeah it's almost like their value is like a hanging. Yeah. Right? It's not quite attached to the thing that it seeks to depict. Mm -hmm. Because maybe because of, of something, I think you're getting to the heart of like the censorship issue. Yeah. Is like, you know, it's not always just that censorship is we don't want people to know about things because it's bad for our government. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. also like, you know, the argument goes, we need to protect the people from this harmful information. Yeah. yeah. They can't know it because it's, it's it could hurt them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, you wonder if the same thing happens with communism because, you know, it's an alluring idea right. to paint the world in, in a system of bourgeoisie versus proletariat. Yeah. You know, the haves versus the have-nots. Yeah. The, um, the people with the money who are running the businesses versus the peasants in the streets. That's really alluring, especially to young people. And so you wonder if, you know, when you see a book like Animal Farm lose its value because it's hanging off of an ideological scapegoat, mm -hmm. right? Not not scapegoat, an ideological taboo yeah. like mm -hmm. communism, Yeah. then I feel like we have an issue there. Like, we need... You know, you need a full, in-depth view of these things. Right. It kind of like how we study mm -hmm. the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. You know, where you show the pictures of yeah. um, all the terrible stuff. I mean, one of them is like, uh, you know, a man and his family serving human food. Um, you know, like legs and arms. Because yeah. They're just all starving to death. They're selling it. Right. Um, you know, we do an investigation into that to know, <laughs> to know what not to do in the future right and I feel like that's valuable information that we're not being given because and I feel like also with the censorship issue people seek out things that they're told that they can't have like mm -hmm. it's it's you told me I can't do this that just makes me want to do it more so I feel like um <clears throat> so I feel like it's just a little bit like It's, I don't know, it's a little bit unnecessary to me because I feel like the people, I feel like it's smarter to um, give people these resources and mm -hmm. let them form their opinions mm -hmm. because it's like people can see that this isn't working. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also like when you have someone to guide you through the material, it's different than thinking it's something that's taboo because it must hold some truth and then approaching it like that and then being subsumed under the ideology. Yeah. Because that's, all, that's what'll happen. Right. You know, it's alluring and it's tricky. It's, you know, yeah. the stuff is cloaked in. Right. But uh, if you approach it from like, like genuinely wanting to know, mm -hmm. then you're not coming in with those biases that other people have already like given you and telling you this is bad, this is bad, this is bad. And so, 
it's a little bit more it's coming from your like your personal feelings about it are coming from you and not from outside sources yeah i think a lot of that goes back to politicians again and they don't want people out there to read literature that doesn't align with their personal views Mm -hmm. because what's that going to do for their re-election campaign right i feel like that's especially why they target schools because like children are the future so Mm -hmm. and especially nowadays like parents are super like involved in their kids lives because there's so many things going on like all of as we progress more People are getting more concerned for their children's safety yeah. and what they're being exposed to. Well, you know, 100 years ago, the influence is that the people who had influence on your children, you could probably count on, two, you know, two hands. Right. Because you lived in a small village or maybe yeah. you lived in the city, but, you know, you, well, there, and there wasn't, wasn't this much interconnectivity between yeah. people. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I feel like there wasn't as many um, diverse ideas either. Because I feel like, for the most part, you send your children to school and it's like the major like the majority of teachers are going to be teaching your children the things that you want them to be learning, mm-hmm. and it's going to be um, like you don't have to worry about like this, this, and this that may be. Um, affecting your children because there wasn't a lot of like diverse opinions or ideas or people necessarily yeah almost everything yeah i I think that's that's true almost everything had to be run through like a canonical check yeah like like if it wasn't lining up with the overarching theory of values that sort of held up the structure of american society up until recently because i think it's sort of collapsed in upon itself because of the emergence of all those suppressed diverse ideas mm-hmm. for good or for, for ill yeah you know, it's happened so yeah here we are right um, yeah i think i think i don't know i lost my train of thought but it's fine yeah all right let's, um, let's move on to another thing oh, oh okay okay so could this book animal farm be seen as a piece of like anti-communist propaganda by the present or er, past day USSR. <sighs> propaganda is such an interesting term because it depends on which side you're sitting, whether or not it's propaganda. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think most propaganda carries with it some sort of grain of truth that it's trying to exaggerate. Right. Um, I think that, especially in the USSR, they would have. If you got caught with an animal farm, you're done. Oh, yeah. Um, now, any other communist, well, let's see. I mean, I suppose China is communist in an interesting way. Um, the USSR and now Russia, um, not really communist at all Mm-mm. anymore. Uh, but the ideas still persist. I, I, I think that. You know, especially in USSR Russia, it would have been seen as, as propaganda because, and, and especially in North Korea, like, um, and I think that goes back to what we were talking about with the difference in, in generation. Like, if you grew up under communism, it's not altogether clear how oppressed you actually are yeah. by the tricks that they sort of play. Mm-hmm. And that's because you're caught up in the system. 
but if you're on the outside, like in the U.S., so, so kids reading this think it's kind of silly. Like, how, why would anyone follow these pigs? Right. You know, what are they thinking? Right. Um, but for someone who's born and raised in North Korea, it's not so clear. Right. Um, and I, I forget who it was. Uh, she escaped from North Korea, and she said that Animal Farm, reading Animal Farm, was one of the most profound experiences of her entire life. That she read it, and it was like things snapping together. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, man. And so I think... This book holds a, it almost has a, dis, a destabilizing value to it that, mm-hmm. you know, can be used to counteract people who are subsumed under certain ideologies. I think mean, it's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I feel like this is crazy. So, UAE obviously is home to a lot of Islamic believing people. So, Animal Farm was actually banned there because it portrays pigs as like walking, talking, and people almost. Okay. So. So so the pigs are anthropomorphized, right? Yeah. So they're assigned yeah. human characteristics, but so is everything else. Yeah. Um, does do you guys do do you guys know what the? I'm not sure here. What is what what is the Islamic? Uh, or Muslim interpretation of like pigs. I know they don't eat bacon. I think they. I'm. Um, I'm not 100% on this, but I think that yeah, I think they're holy. Do you know why? I could not tell you. I'm. I'm not sure either. I know that they don't. I am fairly they sure do they pigs, are. But I'm fairly sure they're highly regarded in Islam. Though. Yeah. Well, I don't like. I mean, a lot of religions had an aversion to pork because um, pork carries a lot of parasites yeah um, and you have to cook it yeah hotter than the other meats yeah which isn't so easily done when yeah. you're living in you know maybe a tribalistic or right yeah, um, yeah yeah nomadic sense and so they probably noticed like most religions that when you eat pig you get sick mm-hmm. <laughs> and so don't eat pig becomes you know a religious tenet. yeah yeah and they're like oh my gosh pigs are so cute <laughs> right yeah it is, it is interesting um it just seems kind of strange. Like, what's the big, like, is it a big deal if pigs are anthropomorphized? Because everything else is also walking and talking. Yeah. And, yeah. like, well, I don't know. I don't, I guess I don't understand that. But I feel like it'd be interesting to ask somebody, like, why. Like, somebody yeah. who is like, no, like, Animal Farm's bad because of the pigs. I feel like that, that'd I feel like that'd be, yeah, yeah, for it would sure. be intriguing. Yeah, I, I feel like. There's a plethora of reasons that we can't even scratch. Yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. I feel like it should be fine because, oh, I lost my train of thought. Well, I guess also they're, like, the leaders, you know? So not so they're anthropomorphized, but they're also, like, the leaders. Yeah, they're smart. So, so I feel like, I guess if it's for, like, a holy purpose, like, if pigs are, like, holy and better than all other animals, then I guess... I feel like that would, if anything, that would be like, oh yeah, pigs, because they're like the, they're like the ones here. But they're also the villains. That's true. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's true. And I don't know because Animal Farm is literally a history lesson taught through farm animals. That's what it is, and it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yo. Yeah. So, do so. I, I haven't taken a, a deep look through the historical lens in regards to Animal Farm, what 
like you is it that a lot of the events correlate to historical events I mean I noticed a couple when I was reading through there's there's probably more than you could count on one hand if I had to guesstimate but there's a few for sure. Yeah. So Do you know what they are? Like what the I parallels are? I am not going to spoil that. Okay, sorry. I didn't know it was a spoiler. Um, no, like the parallels, though. Um, well, I mean, are you guys familiar with Nicholas II? Yes. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, Tsar Nicholas II? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I know the name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I probably know a little bit, but... So, I mean, in the beginning, this is slight spoiler alert. In the beginning, Mr. Jones gets overthrown. Yeah, that's basically... Oh, um, okay, okay. Oh! Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. The, yeah, okay. you see how that correlates that and makes, that, that actually makes overthrowing. Because, yeah. because the czars, they said, we don't like you anymore. Yeah. But wasn't he kind of a good guy? Mr. Jones? No. Nicholas II. I mean, he was uh, a czar. Yeah, no, <laughs> he was a Russian dictator. I don't think so. Well, no, but, like, he... there. He was probably better than Stalin. He did some things. Though. I mean, yeah, it was probably certainly better under... But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I guess better by comparison. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that there's <laughs> oh, ever been a good part... In Russian history with a dictator. Yeah, that, well, the history of Russia is just brutal. I mean, <laughs> oh. brutal. I mean, that's... Solid. I mean, and that's baked into their their DNA, you know? That's also, baked into their genetics. Okay, I was thinking, I was thinking because... I was thinking because um, you were talking earlier about how it's easy to look on the outside of things and you'd be like, wow, that's crazy. Um... And I feel like especially I feel like that's especially true now, and I feel like that's why people should read Animal Animal Farm because they're getting that outside view, because this is from like, because this is not our time, mm -hmm. so I feel like don't maybe don't look at it as like, oh they were like that's so weird, but like oh that's so interesting because like that's that's crazy because that's not how we're living right now, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I also want to take a look at George Orwell's writing style because it is so action-packed and concise. It's great. Yeah, it's... I mean, it is concise. Um, he is able to pack quite a bit into a pretty short novella, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I remember even... You know, when I had the 10th graders read through this, they were surprised at how quick and easy it is to read. Because mm -hmm. it is. I mean, the sentences are simple. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you can get through this in a long but it's so, But there's so much, you yeah. know? Like, they, it's it's not a lot of... It's, like, straight to the point, but it's, like... Yeah. It's... All, all these things. So much, but it's so little yeah. at the same time. Yeah, because all of the complex processes that happen when you read it doesn't happen from deciphering the text. It's from deciphering what the heck the analogy is between yeah. these farm animals and the politics in the real world right. and then mapping them all together because in, in many ways it's an analog, right? It's like a one-to-one right. -one comparison. Exactly. Um, yeah, super interesting. And I think uh, back to what you were saying, Emily, is like um, from the outside looking in, it's, it's 
it's easy to see like and be like wow that's crazy um and from the inside looking out it's hard to tell that you've been subsumed under yeah communist ideology and i feel like that's interesting and so we really do have like you know between the west and the east between communism and uh i guess it's characterized as freedom a lot but it's really capitalism as communism as the alternative, <laughs> I guess you would say democracy because <laughs> communism tends to fall into dictatorship. Yeah. Um, you have a war of ideas. Yeah. You know? Like right. the communist ideology isn't necessarily just in USSR and is dead and something of the past. Right. You know, it's something that continually reach out, reaches out like a pathogen and, and infects people. Yeah. And you can see it clearly, and that's why they call it neo-Marxism, it's clearly... We are in a school, so I guess this yes, is acceptable. It's clearly baked into many, many of the postmodernist texts that came out of the Frankfurt School in the 70s and 80s, and those texts are the ones that predominantly influence the universities in the United right. States. Yeah, yeah. And so there is, like, it's still a thing that's being fought. And so, yeah. like, you know, having Animal Farm as an antidote to some of that, um, you know, inculcating power of ideology is pretty, you know, it's important. I yeah, think. exactly. So I, it, I feel I like agree. that is a very strong closing statement. <laughs> and I, think I love got this to book. I think we got to most of the stuff. <laughs> Um, go read it if you haven't already. It's fairly short, right around 140 to 120 pages, depending on which version you did. And um. um, and since it's satire, it can be like if you think it's a little bit funny, that's okay because it kind of is. Yeah, it <laughs> like is it's funny. meant to be. <laughs> but that was shambles. Shambles. <laughs> shambles. Um, highly recommend. Great book. Nine point eight out of ten. 